Hey everyone, welcome back to the Expat Brat Podcast with Salman Qureshi. I think I named it that because it just sounds really cool when I say it like that. The Expat Brat Podcast. Uh, just like a rhythm. Like it, I always wanted to be a rapper and I didn't become one because I was bad at it. Just bad, just tone deaf. I'm actually just tone deaf. <laughs> Last week I, I, I stepped in for a couple of friends at, at a theater I perform here. And um, they were doing a musical improv show, right? Where you got to just snap into songs uh, and and sing made-up songs on the spot kind of stuff. <laughs> and I, honestly, it's like my Achilles heel when it comes down to improv work. And uh, <laughs> they had no other option. So I stepped in. And I feel bad for the audience. So if, if you were in the audience that night, my apologies for you having to bear with my voice and lack of any any skill set at uh creating songs and singing um so yeah yeah anyway just uh just a little confession i need to get out you know lighten my own heart um can't do anything about the damage done to your ears uh send me the bill but i won't be able to pay it anyway i hope you have in, uh, insurance and it covers that stuff all right um a bit of um bit of shocking just as you know i was just starting to switch this on and work out what I want to talk about and lo and behold this this thing just flashed in front of me was the uh was a crash in China man uh this Boeing 737 and I I think they've got like 133 people on plane it's crashed I think it is the wait let me look it up let me look it up for you guys it's uh it's a it's a China Eastern Airlines jetliner carrying 132 people yeah it crashed somewhere near China um, Guangxi region. All right, I hope I pronounced that right. And uh, it's another Boeing 737, man. I don't know if you guys know what that means, but if you haven't, then you clearly have not watched the documentary on Netflix. Uh, what was it called? Downfall, I think, something like that. It's um, it's about the Boeing 737 Max. This upgrade, so-called upgrade, they made uh, with their old 737, which, by the way, was built like in the 60s or 70s or something. They're like chugging it along. And if you watch the documentary, you know, watch it. It's uh, it, it covers the reasons why they went that way, what cover-ups they did, and all that kind of you know corporate greed manifested out. But the cost of people's lives. And they it covers the two for the first two accidents. There's an Indonesian airline crash, and then followed very quickly. I think within six months of an Ethiopian airline crash, and 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 how Boeing tried to cover it up, and all the stuff going on. And then it tracks the history of how Boeing went from this great company to what they are now, right? Uh, and it's really sad because all those cuts and everything, they're not, it's not like, you know, you're cutting something that, uh, that affects, I don't know, some people's taste or something. It's not like a Hardee's burger. You go and we're not going to serve that. When they did that with the roast beef, I know I felt like my world ended, but it didn't really end. It ended for the people whose lives have been lost. And that's crazy. The, the story just makes you feel so much repulsion to, this greed, you know, this and, and the people who are involved and do this, it's uh, it scares me, you know. I've never, I've never looked at like what if you're booking a flight. I don't know if you're one of those people who look at the plane that 
you know, because I think they mention it, which plane it'll be on that flight. And that's uh, that's really uh, was a couple of my friends really look at that. I know because they tell me and they're like, oh, we went for the bigger one, blah, blah, blah. I'm not a uh, airplane enthusiast, I guess. I never paid attention. But it's the first time I kind of went, whoa, I'm going to check which plane that is. Even for my family and stuff, man, I'm like, man, check the plane because I don't want to get on this thing. It, when you watch that documentary, you'll be shocked at how dangerous it is, you know, and how they tried to put it on the pilots and stuff. And I'm just like, man, I got to start checking what plane it is next time I book a flight. And I'm laughing, but it's so sad that this has happened. Now, I don't know if if it's the 737 MAX. They haven't said that. But I have a strong feeling it would be, right? Or if it's not still the 737, it's become like this deadly airplane. You don't want to ever get on. So <laughs> keep a lookout on the plane you're getting on. I don't know how Boeing will ever, like who will ever pay for these lives. Because you know the CEO, can't remember, but look up his name, uh, right? He apparently, yeah, in 2019, I think he got fired and stuff by Boeing. Fair enough, like, you know, after you're busted, after you've been caught lying, uh, after everything comes out and people's lives have been lost, you get fired. But he walked away with $60 million. Sixty six zero, no consequences. Walks away, rich as hell. Probably will get something or the other happening for him elsewhere. So he literally has had no consequences to himself uh, happen to him, right? And that's the bit that makes me go, well, <laughs> what what do you even do? What what will that documentary do? Except maybe warn us a little bit about this is happening. Don't get on a Boeing seven seven three seven. But there's another crash, right? And I just go, man, I I don't know. It makes you a bit despondent. But I hope the people who are in power or who can do something really go after this and find out what happened and really make people pay if it's because they were just not caring about the consequences. You know what I mean? Um, kind of like my singing, I suppose. Uh <laughs> I honestly feel I should be punished for that. Forget forget this stuff. So if you're just tuning in, um, yeah, that's, uh, there was a lot of bad that's happened. Um, but it puts things in perspective as well. And uh, on top of all this, you know, the Russian-Ukraine thing still going on, still terrible. I got to give – I know I'm no um, expert on foreign policy and what that, but, you know, it's war, and I don't care what – Putin and America and everybody else, uh, they say he, they've done. Uh, it, it doesn't justify Putin and what he's doing. And so if you're still on that bandwagon, please drop that, man. Um, what I did find funny or weird was uh, there's this meme. It's been around for a while, but a few people have started passing around again. It's uh, uh, something about a wise old man once said. Uh, it's when a, a mosquito sits on your balls that's when you realize violence is in the option and stuff. And I, I laughed at it the first couple of times. When I think about it now and I think about the Russian and Ukraine situation, I kind of think, mm, I don't think that means sending the right message, the message you think it is sending out. Yeah. And let me explain. So we assume that obviously it's saying, yeah, violence is not an option. But if you were in that situation and you wanted to get rid of the fly or mosquito, you would raise your hand and kind of wave it over it right to scare it 
And so it runs away because that's what mosquitoes and flies will do when you just bring your hand close. They run. They, I don't know how they know, but they know danger coming. Get the hell out of the way. All right. They fly off and they're goddamn fast at that. So the getaway, and I'm thinking, well, your option was to threaten the opposing person. And you had to have a strong weapon that they're afraid of, uh, that they feel like would get them uh, would would squat them so so you had to have that in place and so I don't know do you need nuclear weapons then does every country need to have one so you don't uh, you don't get threatened by the other party you know the, I, I know I've destroyed a meme right now but uh, tell me what you think because I'm thinking the same I'm, I'm thinking that and I'm, I'm, I'm going well uh, if I was a country I, I'm always against it by the way I don't want countries nuking up. I think we should stop it and get everyone off. And we shouldn't be spending so much money on military. But what do you do with aggressors then, right? It's a tough one for me because I'm so... Uh, I, I don't like violence. I, I think people can find different ways. Uh, but here we are. And you'd have to stop it somehow. And what does it say? What does it say if we get... Uh, I know countries are not coming in to escalate war with Russia because they're like, he's got the button, Putin's got the bus- button, he'll push, he'll go nuclear. And I'm just thinking again, so so what the message we're sending out to people is, hey man, if you nuke up or you've got really strong weapons and whatever, then the rest of the world will not escalate anything you're doing or, or you know, like try to prevent it physically because... Uh, you're strong enough and it'll cause problems. And I get that thinking that, yes, we don't want a World War Three and a nuclear uh, uh, you know, blast all around. But this message of not doing something with Russia, what do you do then? You know, because if, if I was a dictator sitting somewhere else and there are some and some of them aren't nuking up, then I'd be like, hey, they're never going to, you know, completely. Yeah, they put some sanctions on makes life a little difficult for the common person in that country not for Putin and stuff and maybe will eventually I don't know but not immediately not not quickly enough so why wouldn't I do it right if I was a crazy dictator then I'd, I'd, I'd go for it and it's just this whole thing makes me sick of nationalism because one of the things driving Putin apparently is he wants to reunite USSR and whatnot and all and I'm just thinking, man, get over it, <laughs> all right? People grow, change, and it's no longer the thing, but your nationalism is causing this delusion of, like, wanting to create this empire again. I don't know. I just, I think if people talk to you about nationalism, run, all right? There's there's pride. I, I think you can be, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with it. Maybe it's easier for me because, like, I, I, I do find it hard to identify sometimes with where I am from and who I am and what makes me uh, uh, everything about me. Um, but <clears throat> but 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 definitely nationalism is not the answer I'm looking for. I think it's terrible what it does to people. Any any ism like very strongly done just creates all these weird people up. So um, yeah, maybe be happy about you know you don't have. I'm not saying uh, you, you can. You can choose to not be embarrassed about where you're from and your culture and whatnot, obviously. You want to have some self-esteem, right? But also this pride in just because I'm born within these borders. I don't know. You could have been born somewhere else. Or that country can change borders and then what, right? So look at look at this whole Russian thing. It's crazy. 
And everybody does it. And there's so many problems coming up with that stuff. God, every time I start my podcast, I think I'm going to be happy, all right? And and talk about funny stuff and just chill out and, and, and give you guys something to enjoy. And every time towards the end of my podcast, I'm like, man, that was depressing. I just went straight into like potential world war and all these other kind of problems that are happening around. What's wrong? What's wrong with me, people? Um, I'm, I'm generally a happy person. This is not a reflection of my own life. I'm quite happy most of the time. Um, maybe deep down I'm upset because uh, my, my Chicago Bulls are on a really cold streak right now. And I feel like their season is coming apart a little bit. And I don't know why. Because, you know, DeRozan and all the players around him, they're, they're good players. So... Maybe they'll bounce back and beat some of the bigger teams like they were. Uh, I want to see how they do in the playoffs. It's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, if you're an NBA fan, it's uh, shaping up to be an interesting thing. Except if you're a Lakers fan, it's hilarious. Uh, I Good on LeBron to you know become the second high scorer. I suppose he's going to stick around till he becomes number one. And uh, it's just sad because it sounds like he's just playing for stats. But honestly, great player. Great accomplishment. I don't know why. I just don't like his personality. I've said this before. Uh, it's just not likable um, to me, at least. Anyway, man, that's uh, that's uh, that's enough of uh, you guys having to listen to all these problems from my head. Um, let's uh, let, let's get this going. Um, and by by that, I mean I'm gonna get going. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, if you did, subscribe to it. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Um, and, uh, you know, you can pledge a, a little, uh, leave a little tip as well financially to help support the podcast to keep it going. Uh, the, there's a link, uh, on, on, on the, uh, on the description for you to do that. Uh, but make sure, yeah, send me your thoughts. Thank you for listening and have a good week ahead guys. Uh, take care. This is, this is Salman until, uh, until forever, I guess. What the hell am I saying? I've just, bye guys. Bye. Take care. Do something else. That's more fun.